This is an OSV Podcasts production. To learn more about OSV Podcasts Network, visit osvpodcasts.com. Go on a journey of surrender this Lent with My Daily Visitor Lent 2023 from OSV and Dominican Father Patrick Briscoe. This handy resource helps you begin each day with a quick and easy scripture-focused reflection, prayer, and action for living Lent well. Sign up today for free daily reflections and weekly spiritual direction videos at mydailyvisitor.com forward slash Lent. FIG Ministry presents the Catholic Influencers Podcast. Join me, Alyssa Aegis, and my co-hosts, Father Rob Gallia and Justine Cumbo, as we break open the upcoming Sunday Mass readings and discuss relevant topics and life issues from a Catholic perspective. For a shorter, more reflective explanation of the Gospels, be sure to check out our sister podcast, Catholic Influencers, Father Rob Gallia Homilies. Welcome to episode one of season nine of the Catholic Influencers podcast. I can't believe we're in the ninth season, but it sure is great to be back with you guys on the couch. Oh, yes. And we're in a little warehouse here. Feeling fine and nine. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> we're here. We're, it's a, a beautiful, nice, warm day, but we've had a cool day today, so I, f- I feel good. I, I, I don't like the heat at all. I love the heat. Except when I'm on holiday. Ooh. Ooh. Speaking of holidays, <laughs> it's been a while since we've been in front of the microphone. What did you guys get up to in your spare time? <laughs> well, I went on a holiday. I went to Singapore. I like Singapore. And it's the first time I went, I've been to Singapore so many times, like I think eight or nine times, right. but always to the airport or always in and out just for, for one day. But I decided, hey, I'm going to go and I'm going to explore. And I loved it. But I, I was very quiet about it. I didn't, um, for all of you who live in Singapore, I'm sorry I didn't announce it, but I really <laughs> wanted a, a quiet time. And I, I love Singapore. It is really beautiful, but so expensive. Wow. Like really expensive. Yeah. The next time I go, I'm sure people will send me tips on how to save money, but <laughs> I'm, it's going to take me a while to recover, I think. I like your fresh new kicks. Nothing <laughs> says I went on a holiday than coming yes. back with bright white sneakers. For those of so. you who can see on the screen. Like. <laughs> <laughs> fulfilled that. Look, I stayed put. I stayed put in Victoria, Australia, <laughs> and it was so nice to just be home. I did a budget backyard reno which was cool. Ooh. So I painted some concrete like the European ethnic that I am. Did you put a big statue in the middle? like That I... <laughs> a Greek n- naked yet. David not or something? Not yet. I feel like I have to hit like at least 65 years old <laughs> before I've got a statue in the backyard. But um, So I did some backyard renos, but I spent a lot of time at the beach, which is wow. amazing. So just lying on the beach, swimming, lying on the beach, swimming, which is great. Renovations. And it's great. It's so good. And... um. My little brother got married, hey. which was very cute. And Alyssa actually sang at the wedding. It was a beautiful wedding. So It was lovely. Man, it was just a joyful time. Summer's great. Yeah, it's wow. It is. Somewhere it's summer all the time. It is nice. I love yeah. summer. I didn't actually get to the beach. I tried and then someone drowned at the beach that I was oh in. Gosh, oh, my goodness. What's that? No, so like they, you were at the beach and they drowned while you were there. What? Pretty much. So oh the beach gosh. got closed. That's so sad. So it was... Yeah, doomed before it began, unfortunately. But let's talk about happier things. Um, <laughs> my husband and I had a week at home and we just did heaps of fun stuff. So we love escape rooms. We did a couple of those. We did a mystery picnic where you pick up different bits Cute. of food at different cafes by cracking clues, mm. which was really fun. Um, my husband actually walked into someone's front yard 
thinking that was the final destination. <laughs> Did he get arrested? <laughs> no, we quickly realised Took it was a donut a house. from the window or yeah. something. <laughs> did you have to bail him out of prison? <laughs> no, I did not. But um, we had a really fun week together. But yeah, all, all in Melbourne, Australia, but lots of fun activities. This is oh, not nice. an ad for Victoria. <laughs> <laughs> no, but we'll come here. We will enjoy to have you here. But let's hear a little word from our ministry partners. This production would not be possible without the support of our FRG ministry partners and donors. Your ongoing support ensures that our online masses, online courses, podcasts, TV programs, school, youth and parish outreaches continue to reach millions of people across the world. Please prayerfully consider giving a one-off donation or becoming an ongoing ministry partner and join us in our mission to share the love of Jesus and His message of hope to the ends of the earth. Find out more at frgministry.com slash donate. So what we love to do here at the Catholic Influencers Podcast is break open those upcoming Sunday Mass readings. Um, if you were listening to us last year, you would have journeyed with us through the second readings through lots of the letters of St. Paul. This year we're heading back to the Gospels and so as we prepare for this first Sunday of Lent, we're going to be reading from the Gospel of Matthew, it's chapter 4, verses 1 to 11. Jesus was led by the Spirit out into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. He fasted for 40 days and 40 nights, after which he was very hungry, and the tempter came and said to him, If you are the Son of God, Tell these stones to turn into loaves. But he replied, Scripture says, Man does not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. The devil then took him to the holy city and made him stand on the parapet of the temple. If you are the Son of God, he said, throw yourself down, for Scripture says, He will put you in his angels' charge, and they will support you on their hands in case you get hurt your foot against a stone, in case you hurt your foot against a stone. Jesus said to him, Scripture also says, You must not put the Lord your God to the test. Next, taking him to a very high mountain, the devil showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their splendor. I will give you all these, he said, if you fall at my feet and worship me. Then Jesus replied, Be off, Satan. But Scripture says, you must worship the Lord your God and serve him alone. Then the devil left him and angels appeared and looked after him. And as we continue to explore the word of God, let's just say a prayer together and ask God to influence our hearts, our minds. We'll pray in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Father God, we thank you for your word, that you have spoken your word to us, that we may understand your heart. We ask, Lord, as we open and break open this word, that you may speak to us through us and in our hearts. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Okay, what do you have for this week? This, there's, I mean, this is one of the classics, right? That Jesus, the temptation, the first week of Lent, and it's a, a time where, where it all begins, you know, temptation, sin, and then, of course, eventually we go through a moment of, of hope where we glimpse the transfiguration, and then we go into the missionary life of Jesus until his death. This is what the Lenten story is liturgically. But let's start with the temptations. Let's start with, with the journey and the trials and the tension. What is temptation? <laughs> let's define that. Mm. 
I feel like you've got something better than I can't <laughs> say there, Father. Well, let's say, let, I'm asking you, seriously, what is temptation not? What, what's the difference? Like, very often we think of temptation as God trying to make us fall. Yeah, or trying to make you do something bad. Yeah. Or um, I just know that in the context of eating food, like, oh, I'm tempted by all the chocolate I shouldn't eat, or yes. it's like a lot of things you shouldn't you do. Shouldn't do. Yeah. Yeah. Is kind of that common understanding of what temptation is, I suppose. Yes, as opposed to the parasain, which is the word, the Greek word is what it's about, is that temptation is all about making us stronger. It's making us holier. It's, a, it's a, because God trusts us so much that he wants to make us better so that we can deal with life's um, situations so that we can become like him. And Jesus, in a sense, this is the strange thing of the Our Father, you know, lead us not into temptation. What do you mean, lead us not into temptation? Mm -hmm. The fact is that when Jesus, Jesus led the Father, the Spirit led Jesus into temptation. He led him into the desert. He led Abraham to the mountain where he was to sacrifice his son. It seems like through all of Scripture that the Father, God, God is leading people to that place of tension. But why does he do that? It's simply because he, every temptation, every trial, every test is an opportunity to make us stronger. And so temptation is not necessarily a bad thing, mm. but it is a bad thing when we think we have to stop fighting it. Yeah, I think that's it's such a good clarification and just another example of where our English language is lacking because we have one definition for one, mm. you know, temptation. But God's idea of temptation and definition of temptation is so different from the devil's. And so, um, yeah, I think that's, you know, what you've just shared emphasizes the fact that it's it's not an accident. Like Jesus didn't accidentally take a wrong turn and then whoop, ended up in the desert. Like <laughs> I wonder if there's a door three kilometers. Like it's not an accident um, that he ended up there. And especially after his baptism, like he's not lost. He's not being punished, as you've just said. Um, for something that he's done wrong. You know, often we hear about, you know, people talk about their wilderness experience in life, like I went through a tough time or I'm just searching and confused. That's Jesus wasn't confused mm. and he wasn't searching. He knew that he had to go through the desert because the Holy Spirit um, led him there for a purpose. Like you said, I can't remember the P word that you said. Yes, the perazine. Perazine. <laughs> perazine, mate. <laughs> That's it. And again, it, uh, this is the, on what I wrote on my notes. You see, Pirazain uh, is not there to make us sin, but to enable us to conquer it. It's not to weaken us, but to make us stronger. It comes to a person who God wishes to use. You see, if God wants to use you, I can tell you this, I can guarantee you this, that he is going to lead you to a place of tension, a place of temptation, because he wants to purify you before he can use you. Mm. That's the way God works. If he wants to use you powerfully, going to tempt you allow you to go through this moment of tension yeah i was just thinking this um as i was reading through these temptations i realized the devil tried to stop jesus from doing what he came to this earth to do mm. and it's the same with us as mm. well like god can have this incredible will for our life but like you said the bits where the places where god wants to use you that's where the devil is going to try and tempt you the most but this is where we can really look to jesus as an example because what Jesus does here is he overcomes these temptations. Mm -hmm. And I think here of, you know, Jesus's divinity and Jesus's humanity in this scripture, you know, Jesus could have totally relied on his divine mm. divinity to be like, 
I'm the son of God. Like, just get away from me. Like, this is this is fine. But what Jesus does here in all three of these temptations is that he um, he overcomes these battles and these temptations as a man, proving yes. to us that we can also do it as well. Yes. So it was like even his fighting of temptation was not supernatural. Yeah. It was very much in the natural. He dealt with it with in in every aspect. He held he held his his divinity. Um, aside in the desert, and it was literally him facing himself, him facing the trials, the the, the lies of the devil. Yeah, and I, I mean, there's just so much we can unpack about theologically and, and even in real world learnings from the temptations. I think one thing I do want to say is like, as much as this scripture says so much truth, reveals so much truth about who Jesus is, it also reveals the complete and utter obvious truth about who the devil is yes and and that is that he's a liar that he's a deceiver and most i guess pertinent to this scripture is that the devil will take advantage of your hunger yes you know in the same way that jesus as you say he went through the desert as a man experienced the pangs of human hunger um also probably hunger for escape to get out of that situation not just the physical hunger um the devil does that to us too, you know, he takes advantage of our hunger, whether that's hunger for food or actually connection, our hunger for validation, for love, you know, uh, for attention, for success. And, you know, you don't have to look too far or too hard to, to see that, you know, porn just ravages, you know, ravages the internet and, and ruins people's lives and the, the craziness of some dating apps and immorality of some dating culture that's out there, you know, um, people who, who are riddled with addiction and people who compromise on, on um, human dignity to get success and to accumulate wealth. He really optimizes and monopolizes on our hunger. And yeah, this hunger that we have is not a bad thing. It's a beautiful thing yeah. that we're hungry. That's a God-given thing. Yeah. The hunger we have is God-given. Yeah. But and even, the, even the person who is addicted to porn, for example, you know, deep down under all the layers – there is a good and true yearning exactly. in that person for yeah. love and connection and it's just the devil's distortion of of something that is good and he mm -hmm. turns it into something for evil, for the opposite. For evil and for self. Yeah. And look, do, do not be mistaken and I know that some people, I think this is the thing that a lot of people get offended by, but be not mistaken, the devil exists. The devil is real. The devil hates you. And I'm not into a fairy tale. And I'll, don't don't come to me and and say, "Hey, I can't believe you believe this pre-Vatican II or the <laughs> the Church has moved on." No, the Church. If you think the Church has moved on, then that's part of the devil's deceit. Because you wow. see, the devil. The biggest thing that the devil wants you to think is that he doesn't exist. Yeah. And once we know, like as Jesus knew that he existed, he knew how to fight the devil. Yeah. And uh, again, where does the devil fight us? The devil fights us in the place that is beautiful, in the place that is a gift, in the giftings that we have. So if God wants to use you in a, a particular place or has gifted you in a particular place, if you want to see where the devil is going to tempt you, preempt the strike, then you have to know that God's going to use you in your gifting. If you have a gift of being charming, you're a charming person. I can think of a priest in our diocese, he's the most charming man ever. <laughs> My goodness, whenever we have to give a speech or to thank someone or whenever we need to, to convince someone, we send him as our ammunition <laughs> because he's so charming, he'll get away with anything. But where's God going to tempt this man? Now, of course, I imagine. I was going to tempt him in a place where he's going to use this charm 
to get away with things. Mm. You know, where God has given us a gift of words, God's going to bless us with this gift, but the evil one is going to use, to try and use this gift to get us into trouble, to try and justify our wrong conduct, for example. A person who's gifted with music and the, the gift to, to perform and the gift to, to impress, in a sense, which is something beautiful, but what if we take the, that's where your temptation is going to be, to see glory for yourself. And again, if you're gifted with a beautiful, vivid imagination, and guess what? The devil is going to tempt you there. And so be ready that the devil is going to tempt you. But why does God allow this temptation? Simply because he wants that to be purified. He wants that to be his. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a hard-hitting one. (laughs) Like nothing about scripture is ever gentle. It's always Mm going to require you to show up real, you know, without your makeup on and, you know, without the fakeness. And this is so confronting. And I think... Uh, as we enter into Lent, it's so such an awesome, raw <laughs> and a hard invitation to cut the cut the acting mm. and actually be honest before God about where you're at, where your hunger is, and perhaps where you've allowed temptation of of the you know the evil one's kind to to creep in, and how you can turn that into the temptation the perizane is that right? Yeah, <laughs> that's good. Of Christ, she's learning all the words. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So as we continue to um, explore this and understand this, let's just uh, hear a little word from our sponsors. We invite you to pray with the gospel readings every day of the year with Sacred Space, the prayer book, 2023. The text of each day's gospel passage is included, along with points of reflection and a prayer theme for the entire week. Put together by the Irish Jesuits, Sacred Space, the prayer book, is a wonderful way to immerse yourself in prayer using the principles of Ignatian contemplation. Find Sacred Space, the prayer book 2023 at loyolapress.com or wherever you buy your Catholic books. Jesus was tempted in several ways, right? He was tempted in um, three, three ways, actually. Um, let's talk a little bit about the temptations of Jesus. Obviously, we talked that and we said that Jesus, um, it, it, we, when we are tempted, we're tempted in our giftings. And so it was the same for Jesus and three gifts that he had. These were the three ways that he was tempted. Yeah, let's talk about the first temptation. So um, really what this first temptation was about was turning Jesus away from doing the will of his father, but it was actually disguised as um, hunger. So the devil says to Jesus, if you are the son of man, command that these stones become loaves of bread. Um so just before this temptation in the desert, we've just seen Jesus' baptism where his identity is revealed. And so that's been revealed in public. And so the devil's making Jesus really question this identity in private. And he's challenging Jesus to use his divine power for his own personal gain. Turn those stones into bread so that you can eat and quench that hunger that you're feeling. Um, but Jesus knew that he wasn't called to serve himself, but he was called to serve others by his ultimate sacrifice. And what does Jesus do? He responds to the devil with the word of God. You can find that in Deuteronomy um, chapter 8, verse 3. Um, and we learn here that our physical needs aren't our greatest needs, um, and the word of God is more essential for us than bread. Um, and what Jesus does here is he doesn't put um, his hunger over his higher call to do the will of his Father. Wow. I think it's just... Um like, I, I don't know about you, but I am faced with situations and 
because I'm imperfect where you kind of give in. But what does this whole scripture teach us? It's to, you know, instead of giving in, follow the example of Jesus who went through these trials as man to overcome that temptation through trust. You know, ask yourself, what am I longing for actually? And turn to God in prayer, I think. Um, yeah, because he went through it. There is nothing that we go through that Jesus hasn't in the most confronting and raw and full-on kind of way. So I think this is a one big invitation for us to cling to Jesus. Absolutely. Um, second temptation is where um, the devil is really inviting Jesus to question the trustworthiness of God. And so he brings him to the top of this temple and he says, again, if you are the son of God, throw yourself down. And what the devil's doing here, again, Jesus is quoting him back with scripture, but the devil's trying to use scripture against him. And he's quoting from actually, it's Psalm 91. And he says, um, you know, if you fall from a stone, God's going to catch you. Um, And so what the message of Psalm 91 is trying to tell us is to really trust in God. But the devil's just asking Jesus to say, well, if this scripture is true, you jump from this sector and let's see if God actually does catch you. Um, but again, what does Jesus do? He comes back with, that, again, that verse from Deuteronomy, you shall not put your Lord, the Lord your God to the test. Because uh, if you think about it, like it would have been really impressive. You know, yeah. the, uh, we, we just came a few months ago, came from Jerusalem and we went to the Holy Land and this, uh, the pinnacle, is, it's a place where it, which was packed with people. So imagine Jesus out of this pinnacle comes from this place and he jumps into this um, crowded place and he comes down like the superhero. Look what I just did. Now follow me. People would have like absolutely been impressed. And even if that's taken from Malachi, it actually would have been fulfilling a, a perceivably a prophecy. He said, the Lord whom you will seek will suddenly come into his temple. So yeah, like he would have, these thoughts would have come into Jesus' mind. So he would have considered them, but not realistically necessarily, but he would have had to consider them. Otherwise, there's no consideration in a sense. There's no temptation. And, but this is where we, the power comes in even through a consideration is to surrender it to God. Then his third temptation. His third temptation is um, he's offered worldly kingship and glory in exchange for worship of the devil. So basically what the devil is doing here is offering Jesus everything that Jesus knew he was put on this earth, on this earth um, you know, to do the power and the glory he was going to receive, but at the cost of him worshipping Satan, giving the devil that little bit um, and really going against that first commandment that we have to love the Lord our God with all of our heart, mind and soul. And again, the devil tempts us and compromising, saying, just worship me, just compromise this, just sin a little. How do we worship the devil? It's not necessarily bow down and, and praise Satan, but it is simply by giving in to the lies of Satan. That's how we honor, that's how we worship, that's how we bow down in, in worship towards the devil, is simply by believing his lies and by obeying him. And so all he says, just, just compromise a little, just sin a little. And it will save you so much effort, get you out of so much trouble. It's so much easier for you to, to just, to just um, sin in this way, this white lie, this little compromise and work, this just little write-off on t- tax, which is not, I don't know, just these little acts of worship, and then it would make things so lo- a whole lot easier. And it would have, because <laughs> maybe Jesus wouldn't have had to suffer the way he suffered. Maybe he wouldn't have had to go through all of the hassle he had to go through because the devil did and does own he's the prince of the earth and so he could have 
in a sense, handed over so much of, of Jesus' effort. But here's the thing with the devil. You give him a, a finger, he'll take a hand. And after he's taken a hand, he'll take an arm. After he's taken an arm, he'll take the rest of you. He is a liar and he will destroy you. And Jesus overcame him. And something really interesting to note about these three temptations of Jesus in the wilderness is that they actually parallel um, what happened to the Israelites when they were in the wilderness in the Old Testament. Now, you can find all of these references um, in the books of Exodus, Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy, and the book of Matthew, as we're reading from today. But Jesus was tempted as the Son of God, and Israel was considered, I guess, the Lord's Son just before Jesus' temptation, he emerged from the Jordan um, and Israel passed through the waters before their time in the wilderness as well. Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. Um, Israel was, was led by the Spirit in the pillar of cloud and fire. We read today that Jesus spent 40 days and 40 nights in the wilderness. The Israelites, that's kind of parallel to the fact that the Israelites spent 40, 400 years in 440 40 years in the desert? 40? Israelites? In the desert. 400 years of slavery, is that right? Yeah, but 40 Someone years. Someone correct me. It was something with a four, <laughs> 40, of course, it's the same. Um, and again, That's Jesus. It's a long time, 400 years. For <laughs> Mate, I can't even wait four minutes. <laughs> it's the first episode. We've got to get our group. Like putting okay. food, food in the microwave. Yeah. Try, try and put it for four minutes. That's Guys, you're ruining long. more. Sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> Back to the temptations. Right. Um, but the temptations. Um, that Jesus experienced were parallel to what actually happened to Israel. So the Israelites, they complained of hunger, they put the Lord to the test, and they committed idolatry. Each time that Jesus quotes these scripture verses back to the devil in this passage, he's quoting from Deuteronomy chapters 6 to 8. Um, and that's the part in the book that actually reflects on the time um, that God had cared for Israel. But there's a difference between these two experiences. Is It's the response. Israel failed to um, remain faithful to God and prove their loyalty to God, but Jesus succeeded. He remained true to the word of God and he proved his loyalty to his father. And to show us that we too can do it. He Absolutely. didn't do it because he was God. He did that because he was human. Wow. Yeah. Amen. Encounter by FRG Ministry presents our online subscription package. As a member, you will receive digital on-demand access to Encounter's growing library of online courses. Encounter and Encounter Youth online courses cover teaching, devotional, and practical elements of the Catholic faith to help individuals, teachers, students, and parishes across the world grow in their faith and understanding of the Catholic Church and their relationship with Jesus Christ. Current titles include Knowing Mary, School of Prayer, Introduction to the Bible, The Mass, and more, with new courses being added regularly. All Encounter courses include high-definition videos with expert and engaging speakers, testimonies from everyday Catholics, and downloadable content including interactive PDF guides, prayer cards, and wallpapers. These courses are also accredited for professional development for Catholic education staff in Australia. All Encounter youth courses include teaching videos, interactive student and teacher PDFs with lesson plans, and guided prayer and reflection. For more information about enrollment and subscription options, head to www.encountercourses.com slash subscription. Be sure to follow us on social media on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter at Encounter Courses. Reality 
this season you can expect a short, sharp reality <laughs> check. Um, and this week is all about temptation. And today we want to give you guys three tips to fight temptation. Father Rob. Okay, let's go through three tips, three things that you need to resist temptation. We talked about something simple. We preempted it to preempt the strike, know your gifts, because that's where God's going to tempt you. But here they are, the three things. First of all, learn from Eve. Eve believed the lies of of the devil. So that's number one. Don't believe the lies of the devil. Your temptation, just because you're tempted, it doesn't mean you have to give in to sin, but also that the, the devil, Satan is a liar. He del- he never, never delivers what he promises. So know that. Mm. I think he'll make it sound really rosy. Like this is yeah. just speaking from experience. Like it'll, it'll be like, um, what is it? A wolf dressed in lamb skin? Yes. Mm-hmm. Like, so really you have to be discerning. You got to switch on your discernment and open your eyes wide to see where he might be trying to deceive you. Yeah, absolutely. This is, again, so important. Number two, learn from the Old Testament Joseph. So the first one we learned from Eve. The second one we're learning from Saint, from the Old Testament Joseph. And that is run, run. And Genesis 39, 12, that um, Joseph ran from Potiphar's wife. And <laughs> Potiphar's wife was running after him. Sleep with me, sleep with me. And he was just running, running, running. So this is this thing we have to learn from Joseph as well. When you are in a place of sin, run as far as you can, as fast as you can from this place of temptation. Again, um, if you want radical change in your life, you need to make radical decisions. Get the computer out of your room. Walk away from relationships that are destroying your soul. You need sometimes to make um, uh, radical decisions. Run. Unless there's no way to escape it. Sometimes there are no ways to escape it. You're in a place where there's temptation and you can't escape. And um, uh, that's where you need the strength, the the divine help of, of God. The examples you said I was going to add those in and you gave them. So, <laughs> okay. So, move <laughs> on, on to a roll. <laughs> I just want to say do it now. Do it now. Do it today. Don't wait till tomorrow. Don't make plans for tomorrow. Make a plan for like when this podcast is over. Mm. Do, do it now. Don't waste time. Yes. Run. That's, yeah. Absolutely. Number three, learn from Jesus. So, we learned from Eve. We learned from Joseph. Now, let's learn from Jesus to use God's word. How important it is to know the word of God. You know any Bible verses by heart? I can tell you one right now, um, <laughs> but it depends what translation. Because all, yeah, I, can, yeah. I can tell you that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens yes, me. Philippians four thirteen. Yes, John three sixteen. God so loved the world that He gave His only Son. I can do all things. Like yeah, and um, John Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. Plans not to harm you, but to prosper you. I think you, you every person should know at least 10 yes. Bible verses by heart. Totally. You should know the Bible verses. And so when temptation comes, you can quote the word of God, mm. for it is written like Psalm 119 verse 9. How can a young man, young woman keep her way, her, her way pure by keeping according to thy word? Again, and this is so important for us to know the word of God and to love the word of God. That's right. And Jesus did that in the scripture today. We can see each time the devil tempted him, he quoted back scripture Um and we know from Ephesians chapter 6, verse 17, that Scripture is the sword of the Spirit. And so use that sword in times of temptation. Amen. 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 So thank you again. We've reached the end of this um, season 
ninth episode one. Episode one, we are back. We can't wait to be with you for the rest of this season as we journey through Lent, the Easter season, and beyond. Um, make sure you keep in touch with us on social media, all the platforms: Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. All those links can be found at our website, CatholicInfluencesPodcast.com. Also, check out our YouTube channel, youtubecom ministry. So we'll see you again. Have a happy and holy Lent. Thanks once again to OSV, and we'll see you again next week. God bless. Bye bye. This has been a production of OSV Podcasts. To learn more, visit osvpodcasts.com.